corporate prayer Thursday morning. And uh, <laughs> we began to declare the rain and decree the rain. And Sunday night, it rained in this church. We had a, we had a rain shower of the Holy Ghost. And we were, the, the praises of the people were awesome. And, and the praise team was leading us really effectively. And I was standing there. And you know, uh, the way you get in the river of God is to obey the unction, even slight unctions. And I had just this little thought, bend down, get a Kleenex and wave it. That just, that little thought came to my mind. I pretty, I kind of ignored it, you know, and I thought, well, you know, but I've been to a lot of meetings where the little old ladies got out their white hankies and I just love that. In fact, I started collecting handkerchiefs. And I'm going to spring it out on you one day here. I mean, I'm collecting them. My mom's been giving some to me and looking for them and collecting hankies. You know, hankies are kind of a thing of the past. But anyway, I had that thought again, you know, just real subtle, just like uh, Steve Sampson says, it's slight. And I just like, bend down, get a hank- bend down, get a Kleenex and wave it. And so I, so I just went over here. I looked, and I, that one was, there was Kleenex kind of about half hanging out of the box. The box was pulled up where I didn't have to crawl around to get it, you know. So I bent down, got my Kleenex, and I came over here, and I waved it. And the minute I did, it was like I was in the Spirit. And I heard the Holy Ghost say, because we had been praising God. I mean, the praises of the people. We had just been praising and praising. And the minute I waved that hanky, that Kleenex, I heard the Holy Ghost say, that's the devil surrendering. Now I got up here and I was, I was drunk, kinda. And so I, when I got up here, oh, you know, I know, know if y'all really caught all that. So I wanted to tell you again, because I was laughing and everything. I said, y'all know what this means. This means that this is the devil surrendering. And I didn't want you to think that every time somebody waves a hand, that they're the devil surrendering. But, but you know, I just meditate, you know, and then I'll tell you, I, when I, and I like to dance in the Holy Ghost and, um, I'm not talking about, I mean, I like to keep beat to the music and, you know, but that's not dancing in the Holy Ghost. When dancing in the Holy Ghost is when the Holy Spirit gets tied up in your feet. And I stepped off this stage and the Holy Ghost got tied up my feet. I wasn't just doing a little jog or something here. The Holy Ghost got tangled up in my feet and he forgot I wasn't in shape. Oh, I tell you, the bottom of my feet hurt. I'm as afterwards, I'm like, whoo, Jesus, now you're obligated to heal me because the Holy Ghost, I mean, the Holy Ghost got tied up my feet. Anyway, so Monday morning, I get, you know, I'm just meditating on the goodness of God. And I sit down in my chair and I'm thinking, well, I need a sermon and I need to start working on it now. We were going to go to some meetings. We went to Birmingham to Andrew Womack's meetings Thursday. We were going to go Thursday afternoon. I know I'm going to be busy Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I need, and I'm, so I'm already thinking, I need to get my sermon for Cottondale. And so, uh, for, and so I sit down in my chair and I'm thinking about how the power of praise and how when we praise it just put the it, you know the bible backs me up on this we'll look at the scripture later uh but it says uh uh that praise puts the avenger to flight stills the avenger actually it says praise stills the avenger so i got scripture and verse that when we praised god sunday evening the whole the devil gave up he starts making tracks and getting out of there. Hallelujah. And so, and, and um, <clears throat> it's very powerful, praise is. And so anyway, I sit down and um, uh, I'm meditating on this and these words just come up out of my heart and I write them on my paper, the power of praise. Well, and then, it, and then the Holy Ghost reminded me, last Sunday I preached on the power of the word. 
And I thought, oh, okay, I see this, a series. Oh, God, you got, <laughs> hallelujah. So I just sit down and write out the sermon just like that. But then, Pastor, I see him at lunch and I say, you know, I got a message for Sunday and it's not for Cottondale. Because this is not a new church sermon. Hallelujah. This is a, this is a let's go on with God sermon. Amen. And I want to talk to you this morning about the power of praise. Hallelujah. And it is a word in season. Karen prayed that in the prayer room this morning that we'd have a word in season and God answered her before she asked. We already had a word in season. And Kevin so was led by the Spirit. Every song he sang confirmed. Hallelujah. Confirmed. What was that second song we sang? It's time to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Every song he sang confirmed. And even the last song, holy, holy, holy. I'll, I will get to that too. Okay. <clears throat> so I told you all that. Um, mm, you know, um, I've noticed just in observe, uh, observing that I noticed the children of the church that they're tempted to be spectators when it comes to praise and worship, that they don't really enter in, which is, yeah, I mean, there's no way that's not the will of God. There's no way that's, I, and I don't know where their thinking is, and I don't know exactly what, but I know it, that we're responsible as parents, and we're responsible as pastors. And I think some, I think it really goes back to what I'm going to talk about today. You know, when we first got baptized in the Holy Ghost, 1980, very tail end of the charismatic movement, we heard teaching on praise. We heard quite a lot of teaching on praise. It was kind of a new thing, especially for us that were coming. See, you'd see in, in the 70s, 60s and 70s, and we got in the tail end in 80, uh, the charismatic movement was mostly what it was is when the Holy Spirit was being poured out in denominational churches, especially the Catholic Church. It started in the Catholic, but it was happening in the Methodists. It was happening in the Presbyterians. It was happening in the Baptist Church. And, you know, the deacons were putting the fire out as fast as they could, but hallelujah. <laughs> but they weren't able to. You know, once you get touched and you get a taste of this, you can't take it. You just can't. You won't take You won't settle. And so... Um, we heard teaching on praise. And we're gonna, and so I, I thought, you know, I was thinking about, Lord, how many years has it been since I heard anybody in the body of Christ teach on praise? And I think that if we don't teach on praise, we're gonna lose a generation. We're gonna come back to a generation that doesn't know how to praise God. And so we're gonna, we're gonna teach on praise. And I'll tell you what the Holy Spirit ministered to me was, does anybody remember this that last summer, Last summer, we had a, uh, uh, God gave us a, a purpose for the summer. He gave us a theme, a key for the summer, and, so, and he told us something to do for the summer. And uh, we did it, and, uh, but it was, our, it was kind of our summer theme. Does anybody remember what that was? Does anybody remember? Now, some of you go, I got a good excuse. I wasn't here last summer, so okay. But does anybody that was here last summer remember? Well, do y'all remember that we had a theme last summer, and it was uh, pray at every opportunity? Do y'all remember it now? Take every opportunity to pray. And we did that. Do y'all remember that? Anybody remember it now that I said it? Amen. Okay. That was the theme last summer, and it kind of carried us through the whole summer. Well, I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to me and told me that the theme this summer is going to be praise. I believe that the Lord's told me 
that the praise, that praise, and this is not just a word for this body, really, but that praise is the key that is going to take us into what has been prophesied by the prophets, the more of 2004. The fullness. Brother Copeland's prophesied that this be the year of fullness. And you know, we're already seeing the, the more in some ways. Well, guess what? We have one more church than we had last year. That's more. Didn't you know last Sunday morning we broke an attendance record, put the two churches together? I mean, for this year we had an attendance record. We had 87. We have not had 87 this entire year. Now, I think we've had it a couple of times in past years, maybe. I'm not sure. But anyway, it's not been broke. We've not been to 87 often. We broke it for this year. So we had the more. Amen. And we've had the more in some other areas. I know we've already had increased offerings for 2004 over, what, 2003, you know, same time. And so, uh, <clears throat> praise God. Praise God. We're having the more. But oh, I think there's so much more, more. I think, you know, if this is all the more, well, just why did you bother telling me? I want more than this, Lord. I want, I want the more. And I don't just want more money. And I, I, I want the more, the more of Him, the more of the flow, more of the anointing, more of the harvest. I want the more. Amen. And uh, there's a key here that's very powerful. And God's already been leading us into it. The praises of the people, uh, of us, we've been entering in and, went, and not even knowing why we were. But it's been the Holy Spirit leading us. Amen. Uh, so we don't want this thing of praise, this, this, this revelation of praise to be lost to a generation. Did you, the, uh, uh, George Barna says, and boy, I tell you, we got to get a hold of this, that only 4% of, children, of people born after 1980, only 4% are, are getting saved. Is that horrible, horrible, horrible. I mean, we, family, you, you, we got to get out in the harvest. In every way possible. Okay, so turn over to Micah chapter 4, verse 2. And we'll start there. Glory to God. And I'm going to show you how praise is a very natural thing for you to do. Where is Micah, by the way? <laughs> Micah, Micah, Micah. Y'all, somebody tell me quick. After Jonah? Before Jonah. After Jonah. I knew it was somewhere. Before Hosea? Huh? Next time I'll have this down better. Micah 4.2. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes I think of a scripture, and instead of looking for it in my Bible, I type the word into my concordance on my computer. It gives me the reference. I just write it down. I didn't even bother to look it up. So, okay. So if you wonder why she not know where the scripture is, that's why. Micah 4.2. And many nations shall come and say, uh, <clears throat> come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways. Say his ways. Amen. And we will walk in his paths, for the law shall go forth of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. You know God has ways. And I want to tell you, praise is one of God's ways. And you know, we know in the New Testament it tells us that, uh, that God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And you know, the wise of this world would think praise was a very foolish thing. In fact, they make fun of people that are very uh, demonstrative, I guess we could say, are uh, excited about praise. You know, that's common, especially religion wants to make fun. Religion wants to put out your fire. The devil is the head of the religious system of this world, and he wants to put out your fire. And um, so, um, but God has ways. 
And he's always used special ways to win victories. I remember uh, uh, Jericho and the walls of Jericho. He had, uh, you know, he didn't do it the conventional way. Not how we would think the army of the United States would go in to win a victory. I've never heard of the army uh, doing it this way. Amen. Uh, God's ways are, are easier and simpler and more blessed and less casualties. Hallelujah. Praise God. And uh, I know that they were told to march around the wall of Jericho. And I didn't they do that six days in a row, if I'm not mistaken? And then on the seventh day, with a big shout of praise, with shouts of praise, they walked around the walls of Jericho and the walls just fell down. That's how I want it to be in my life. I want to tap into God's ways, and I want to not struggle. I don't want to take 50 years to get this done. I don't want to be 20 years getting healed. I don't want to be uh, 10 years getting delivered from fear. I want to do it God's ways, and I want the walls to fall. Amen? And so God's ways are different than our ways, and we're going to have to lean to His ways. Amen? Okay, turn over to Revelation chapter 19, a book you're really getting familiar with. We hadn't got to Revelation 19 yet, though, have we? Revelation 19. You know, one thing that's happened to our generation, we, you got to understand, when we came and got filled with the Holy Ghost in 1980, we were so excited, folks. We hadn't had, we had never heard anything exciting happy, good news. We had never heard good news. Never heard good. Let me ask you something. Turn or burn. Let me ask you, is that good news? The church isn't preaching good news. The church of the United States has never heard the gospel. They've never heard the good news. They hadn't. Because that ain't good news. Repent or go to hell. Is that good news? If you was a sinner, would you say, boy, that's the best news I ever heard. Oh, that's good. That makes no. That's not good news. Hallelujah. That's not good news. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a of a huh angry God. Is that good news? Did you get excited, Wanda? <laughs> no, you didn't get excited because that wasn't good news, man. If we'll start preaching good news to folks, Hallelujah. Whew, no wonder they run. Amen. Hallelujah. So anyway, uh, but you know, we heard good news. For, oh, I tell you, you know, we were farmers and we were getting progressively more in debt farming. And somebody said, God wants to prosper you. I was like, woo, woo, help. Oh, help. Thank you, Jesus. Help. I, I heard a word of cheer, of good news, of help. And there wasn't any where we were. There was none. I mean, you know, the banker is bad. The, the weatherman is bad. The wool, it's dry. You know, crops are, cotton prices, they're down. Peanut prices, they're down. You know, oh, it was all bad news and we heard some good news. Hallelujah. And so it was so easy for us to praise them, praise him. But, you know, our kids that have been raised in this, some of them, and I'm talking about this. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about this. My kids have been raised in good news. It's like that's all they've heard, and they don't maybe get as excited as maybe some of your kids don't get quite as excited as you did because they don't even know that there's something else out there, and there is something else out there. Revelation 19, verse 5. 
Hallelujah. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants. Somebody say all with me. Praise our God. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants. So it's not just for a few select, really turned on. It's all, isn't it? And ye that fear him, so that would, you know, every Christian ought to be fearing God. That'll be every Christian. Both small and great, so that would be children, adults, amen, hallelujah. Small and great, all ye servants, praise the Lord, praise our God. Verse 6, and I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. And we see a lot of things in here. We see that all. We see the ye that fear him. We see the both small and great. Uh, and, we, but you know, and you know, here's the thing about the small and great thing, is in the spirit realm, we're all equal. Now you go to school, and if you think you're equal with the teacher, you're going to be in a heap of trouble. Right? You go to work and you think you're equal with the boss because that's the natural realm. And you aren't equal. And you think you're equal with the boss and you say, well, you know, the boss just shows up about 10. So, and I'm equal. And so, I, well, you know, you'll get your pink slip. Right? Because the boss is the boss in the natural realm. And the teacher is the teacher, isn't it, Karen? In the natural realm. Amen. And the coach is the coach. Hallelujah. In the natural realm, but in the spirit and in that realm, we're all equal. And the small and the great, all us that fear him are, are to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, in the, in, I don't you notice there in verse six, it says the voice of a great multitude, the voice of a great multitude. I want you to notice there it said, um, uh, it talks about one voice. I heard a voice. It's not, I heard voices. But he said, I heard the voice. See, when we are into praise, we become a voice instead of voices. We become a voice. We become in unity. I believe it's one of the few ways that the church can get in unity. I don't think if we wanted to talk about how to pray, we could all be in unity. You know, if we want to talk about the rapture, we aren't all the whole body of Christ going to be in unity about that, are we? But if we just begin to praise Jesus and tell him how wonderful he is and how great he is, then there's just no disputing. We're all saying the same thing. We're all one voice. We're all, we're all in unity. Amen? Hallelujah. Um, then in, I want you to notice there that it talks about uh, the voice of many waters, the voice of, of many waters. We know that waters, if the pastor taught us this when we were studying Revelation, he taught us this right at the first, that if it doesn't, if it's not a specific body of water like the Sea of Galilee or a specific body of water, when it talks about waters, it's talking about large masses of people. Large groups of people. So we see that there. And then we see the voice of mighty thunderings. I want you to notice that God likes it loud. I want you to notice it wasn't, the, there was a whispered hush over the people and everyone was praising silently. No, it wasn't that. And it wasn't, well, and everybody was praising in a low tone under their breath. No, it was the voice of what? Mighty thunderings. Hallelujah. God likes it loud. Somebody said this a long time ago. You probably heard it. God's not nervous. Hallelujah. Praise God. Turn to Psalm chapter 26 and we're going to see this voice again. 
Now, this is going to be good. You're going to get some stuff. You're going to get keys. There are so many keys in this. Hallelujah. Psalm 26, verse 7. Uh, it says uh, in Psalm 26, 7, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. The voice of thanksgiving. So in the voice, there is thanksgiving. In Psalm 47, we're doing Bible drill here. Just turn quickly over to 47, verse 1. Hallelujah. We'll talk about this verse more later, but it says, Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. I want you to notice that the voice of praise, that voice of mighty thunderings, was not a wailing and a weeping and a moaning and a groaning, but it was a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. It's a voice of triumph. This is the only scripture in the Bible that refers to clapping, by the way. And actually, the word is not even talking about this kind of clapping. It's not that kind of clapping. Hallelujah. And clapping is neither praise nor worship. We'll talk about that more later. Hallelujah. But I like to get excited and clap. If you're excited and you want to clap, just clap. But it's not praise. And I noticed that, you know, we watched that this weekend because in the meeting we were in, the people would stop and clap, and it stops the anointing. The anointing will stop after they clap. And then they'll get it going again, but they'd stop and clap after every song. Hallelujah. You know, when we need to go on and go on to higher places, amen. And this is the only scripture. We've made doctrines off of clapping, hadn't we? We've built doctrines on it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But clapping's an awesome thing to do when you're excited. And also to keep time with music is great. Hallelujah. But we're just talking about praise offerings. I didn't mean to get into this, but I just already did. So here I am. When you say, let's give the Lord a clap offering, we're not, that's not where we're at. We can, we were just so much, you know, we're not, we're not there. We give the University of Alabama a clap offering. When they run on the field, we give them a clap offering. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But I've never went, now Barry may have. Ooh, hallelujah. When the University of Alabama ran on the field. But I never have done that. Did you ever notice how Hitler perverted that? And we'll see that. We're going to study some Hebrew words that talks about clapping. But did you notice how Hitler perverted that? The extended hand. There's a Hebrew word for praise, and it talks about the extended hand. And what did they all do? That's what they do. That's what they do. That's what they do. It's a perversion. He was, he was not the Antichrist, but he was the spirit of Antichrist, Hitler was. And they want to ex extend the hand to him. Hallelujah. And you know, the people of that day thought he was the Antichrist. You just ask any Jew that went through that, and they would have, I guarantee you they thought he was. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, Psalm 98.5. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We'll get there. Don't Now, don't throw me out. If you don't understand that, we're going to talk about it extensively, so don't throw me out. Hallelujah. <coughs> psalm 98.5, Sing unto the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the voice of a psalm. Uh, the voice of a psalm there. It's talking about the voice of singing. It's actually talking about accompaniment, singing with accompaniment. It's a singing a melody. It's actually that word I looked it up, psalm in the Strongs. It's singing with a it's singing a psalm or a melody with accompaniment. Well, now we have whole people groups that say you can't have a piano or a, a piece of uh, musical equipment in church because uh, it, it's not in the New Testament, and it's not in the New Testament. But you know, we learned this when we this is that we learned this a long time ago. Anything God didn't change in the New Testament is the same as the Old Testament. If He didn't say it changed, we just can carry it right through. 
Now, he went to great lengths to say it all changed concerning the new covenant. It all changed concerning salvation. No longer saved by works. No longer righteous by faith, by works, but now we're righteous by faith. No longer keep the law. He, went, he told us chapter after chapter, great detail of how it all changed concerning how we, uh, uh, how we get saved. He didn't talk about the tithe changing. Why? Because the tithe didn't change. He didn't talk about praise and worship changing because it didn't change. It didn't change. And so he didn't tell us, he didn't tell us the things, he didn't tell us uh, to quit using instruments. So we don't have to quit using instruments. We can have a church full of instruments. I notice those same people that don't have instruments in the church, their kids all have pianos at home and play piano lessons, though. I'm like, that's weird. But anyway, I do. I mean, that's really how it was in our town. Psalm 118, verse 15. Hallelujah. Well, it's their heart telling them what's right. Their hearts witnessing to love music and to love instrumentation. And uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 118.15, the voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. The voice of rejoicing. So it's a voice of triumph. It's a voice of rejoicing. I want you to notice that the voice of praise is always a voice of victory. The voice of praise is always a voice of victory. You cannot praise long without entering into victory. You may start out and you may have all the problems of the world on your shoulders, but if you will praise, if you will take a step of faith and, and act on, by an act of your will, say, I will praise God, you will enter into victory because you cannot praise without entering into victory. Now, prayer is not that way, and I love prayer. I am, I am for prayer. But did you know sometimes the longer you pray, the further away you get from victory? Did you know sometimes the more you pray, the further from faith you get? Because you're just focused there on the problem. And even though you're praying and you're, you're, you're trying to solve it in prayer and you're believing God, but you're just getting further sometimes, you know, and you may even, not, you're just getting less encouraged instead of more. But praise is not that way. You can't go long until you're already, praise God, you're in the victory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um, did you know that you cannot praise and stay backslid? I've noticed the backslid will never praise. The backslid won't praise. They'll stand there. You can't praise and stay backslid. Oh, you might could offer, a, you know, a little praise God. Just because, you know, the pastor said, say praise God. Praise God. Well, you might could do that and be bad. But I'm talking about if you fully enter into praise, you cannot do that and stay backslid. Now, you know, we consider ourselves to be a word church. I think even in the paper, uh, we're listed under the word churches. Well, we had to pick one. You know, they said, pick, uh, pick, pick. You want to be under the Baptist column? You want to be under the. We should have put ourselves under the Baptist column, shouldn't we? <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, that would have been good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because some people really don't care what you preach. Just if you're Baptist, well, we'll go. Hallelujah. Pastor Buzzy, I think that's a word from heaven. I, <laughs> hallelujah. Now, you know, we went to Randrew Womack's meetings this weekend. I mean, you all know who he is. 
Anybody know who he is? Okay. When we went to his meetings, he was in Birmingham, and uh, it was so good. Oh, we got so rested and refreshed. It was just awesome. I didn't know I was so tired, but I tell you, I was so, I'm so rested and refreshed, and it was good. And uh, uh, he was saying, and he just had some tremendous harvest of people baptized in the Holy Ghost on Thursday night. And he said, well, the reason for that is, is because he's so low-key on TV, and he is. He's very low-key, and he says, because I'm not sweating, frothing at the mouth, people think I'm Baptist or something. They don't know I'm spirit-filled, and so the Baptists come to those meetings, and they end up getting baptized in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I thought it was really a strategic thing. Hallelujah. So it was good. Um, but anyway, um, uh, you can't praise and stay backslid. You know, in our word churches, and I heard Jim Hockaday say this. I didn't originate it, but I know it's true. You can hide behind the word and be backslid. And there's a lot of people that's hearts are far from God. They're so backslid, but they're confessing the word. They're speaking the word. But I tell you one thing you can't do. You can't praise him and be backslid. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, <clears throat> that was extra. Hallelujah. Turn to Psalm 100, verse 4. Well, I mean, there are so many scriptures on praise. There's no doubt. God left us with no doubt what He wants us to do. And God loves for us to praise Him. You know, I love for my kids to uh, say nice things to me. I, I really, I really like it when they say nice things to me. And you know, God's a Father. He's the same. He likes for us to praise Him. He loves it. He enjoys it. Hallelujah. And it's, it's, the, it's faith talk. It's faith talk. I mean, you can confess the word not be in faith. But when you start praising, you're talking faith. When you start, thank you, Lord, praise God, and you're in a trial. Hallelujah. Oh, God, you're awesome. You're big. I tell you what, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. It's faith. <clears throat> Psalm 100, verse 4 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Praise is always the entering in. Praise is the, is the beginning, it's not the end. Pray, I'm going to say that again. Praise is the beginning, it's not the end. He said, enter in with this. It's the beginning, it's not the end. You know, a lot of times people have the mentality, oh, when I get healed, I am going to bless the Lord. I am going to praise Him. When I get my house paid for, boy, I tell you, they're going to hear me all over town. They're going to hear me. I'm going to praise Him when that happens. You just got it all backwards. Because praise is not the end. Praise is the entering in. Are y'all catching what I'm saying here? We enter in with praise. We don't end with praise. If you'll do this, I guarantee you, if you'll begin to, you know, you pray the prayer of faith and you believe you receive, whatever it is you're believing for, paid for house, whatever, and then you all praise, you begin to praise Him. You enter in with praise. I guarantee you when somebody walks up there, you'll be going, well, isn't that nice? And we won't hear sound at you because you've already so rejoiced. You've already so entered in. Hallelujah. With the praise. Hallelujah. How many of you think some people might have that backwards? How many of you have ever had it backwards? Don't raise your hand. Isaiah 57, verse 19. Let's go over here and look at this. 
Oh, hallelujah. Some of them, well, I don't know. I think praising Him is hard. Well, there's several reasons why praise might be hard to you. One might be you ought to get saved. That could be a reason praise would be real hard. You know, you got the spirit of the devil inside of you. Well, it's kind of hard to praise God, you know. Uh, you know, need to get baptized in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The, you know, power to be witnesses, power to be bold, power to, you know, you, when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you come out of yourself. Hallelujah. And uh, so that could be a reason. Another reason is because it's just not what you're used to. I know we got baptized in the Holy Ghost and uh, we had come from a Baptist church and we weren't used to praising God. We weren't used to it. So we felt stiff. Everything felt kind of... St- I mean, we raised our hands because we were now going to meetings where other Spirit-filled people were gathering and they were raising their hands, but I still felt kind of stiff. Did you, you know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. It just didn't... And so, you know, you start off and you got your hand here and then, hallelujah, okay, and you, you're holding it real tidy into you, you know. <laughs> Praise God. Keeping it safe. Keeping it all safe. You know, <laughs> keep me safe. Jesus, you know, and then, you know, but as I practiced, as I, I've just begin to feel more liberty. And sometimes, you know, you just need to practice. It's like, well, I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable doing this. And, I, and you know, some people like clapping to the music and stuff. I mean, some, we just don't have rhythm. Forgive us. <laughs> Forgive us. We just don't have rhythm. We're just, we're pitiful. I wish I was black. I do. I just, if I was black, ooh, I tell you, I have seen those little, y'all are just, y'all are being way too conservative. I've seen girls at Word of Life walk back all the way across the front. Just, I mean, I'm like, I would, boy, I was just, I just like to do that. Hallelujah. I would just, hey, man, I wouldn't care if it embarrassed my kids. But I don't got no rhythm, folks. I'm trying. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't, how come it is y'all all have rhythm? I don't know, y'all. Huh? They can't get to church on time, though. <laughs> now, they're confessing the sins of their brothers, not themselves, because I noticed they were all here. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. But boy, when they get there, they can make it swing, can't they? Ooh, even the black Baptists are going. You know, they are rocking. Oh, hallelujah. And I love it. I tell you, I don't know. I just love it. I got Kevin. I'm like, I told him I wanted this song. This black choir was singing on TV. but So he's working on it. But I was like, I don't know if our girls can do that, really, to tell you the truth. The, uh, hallelujah. But we'll try. Amen. But, you know, sometimes we just have handicaps like that. We're doing the best we can where praise is concerned. But uh, <coughs> hallelujah. Mm-hmm-mm. Where am I? Psalm 100, verse 4. Did we read that? Now, Isaiah 57, 19. Let's read that. Uh, God said, I create the fruit of the lips. I create the fruit of the lips. You know, sometimes we're trying to praise in our head. But He creates the fruit of the lips. God creates tongues within us. Now we have to open our mouth. We have to use our tongue. We have to use our teeth. We have to use our mouth. We have to use our lips to form the syllables. But the tongues is created inside of us by the Holy Ghost. And God wants to create praise inside of us. Praise bubbles up inside of us. Praise bubbles up inside of us. I want to tell you, this is the truth. Praise bubbles up inside of us. I heard about a lady 
And, uh, and the, everybody in the church was praising God, and she had a little card. At like, you know, she had a little card out in front of her. I got a little card here. And she would look down at her card every once in a while, and they were all praising God. And the minister said to her, well, what, what is that you've got there? And she said, well, it's my, it's my praise vocabulary. And she would look down and try to find a word off of her praise vocabulary that she had wrote down to praise God with. Well, I mean, her heart is sincere and that's nice, but you don't have to do that is my point because God is creating praise on the inside of you. He creates the fruit of your lips. It bubbles up from the inside of you. You said, well, it doesn't bubble up on me. Well, that's because you hadn't decided yet. Amen. No, it's because you hadn't decided. Uh, you know, when you when you praise, if it's just one word, it's okay. Because it's new every time you say it. Like the word hallelujah. See, it bubbled up on the inside of me, hallelujah. And it's not repetitive for me to say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because every time I say it, it's created on the inside of me. It's bubbling up. Or if I just say, praise you, Jesus. Glory. See, it's coming from the inside. It's new every time. And it's not got old. It's not repetitive. It's not like I don't need more vocabulary. It's whatever God's creating on the inside of me. And you know, we sang the song this morning, Kevin, there, led by the Spirit. But the angels, there's angels. There's a whole group of angels that all they do is say, holy, holy, holy. And they don't say, you know, this is getting old, God. You know, <laughs> can you give us a new word? And he don't say, I'm getting tired of hearing that, folks. Would y'all get your new song down there? Hallelujah. No, it's created. And it don't matter if it's just one word that bubbles up in you over and over again throughout the day. Hallelujah. Holy God, I praise you. If you're repetitive, it doesn't matter because it's being created on the inside of you. It's like telling your wife, I love you. It don't get old, folks, because it's coming from your heart. It's not going to, she's not going to say, I really wish you'd quit saying that. I'm really getting tired of hearing that. No, in fact, she wishes you would say it more. I mean, it just doesn't get old. It's just, it's always fresh. It's always new. It's all, it's full of life. And that's the way praise is. So you don't have to have a card with a praise vocabulary. And if you get one, you'll feel stilted using somebody else's words. You just use the words that come up inside of you that bubble up from inside you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So there's four things to let this happen is the first thing is decide to praise. You can just decide not to praise and nothing's going to bubble. Right? Well, you know, God never makes us do anything. He's not going to make you get saved. He's not going to make you get baptized in the Holy Ghost. He won't make you speak in tongues. He won't make you obey Him. Hallelujah. He won't make you tithe. He won't make you do any of the things that are going to bless you. And He won't make you praise Him. But I tell you, you can't read the book of Psalms and you can't read the book of Revelation and not see that th th this is what we're created for. This is what we're here for. That's why David was a man after God's own heart. Is cause, not because he mess, didn't mess up, because he did mess up. We know he did. But because he praised God. He loved to praise the Lord. And so uh, uh, you decide to praise. The second thing is you open your heart. you got to open your heart up. Because everything's going to come out of your heart. You don't start trying to think of praise words. Okay, now let me think. What could I say? No, you just open your heart up and something's going to bubble up. 
Sometimes it might even be tongues. The Bible says, Paul said, I pray in the Spirit and I pray with my understanding. I sing in the Spirit and I sing with my understanding. In other words, praise can be in the Spirit also. Hallelujah. And sometimes it's intermingled in that. Number three is uh, you something begins to bubble as you open your heart. Now, this is not just a major percolation. Boy, it's just a rough. Boy, it's a bubbling. No, it's, this is slight. Something will just begin to bubble. And the more you react to that bubble, the more you, you, hallelujah, hallelujah. Then you begin to flow. It begins to flow. Things start to flow. You'll say it three or four times and all of a sudden you've entered into something. You can't say hallelujah three or four times and something start not to something starts to move. Something starts to flow. Something starts to something's moving here. What is it that's moving? It's the move, it's the it's the presence of God. It's the move of the Holy Ghost. It's the river. However you want to call it, you know there's a lot of ways to say it. The fourth thing is you've got to open your mouth. It can bubble up all day long, but if you don't open up and give utterance to it, you're not gonna have praises, are you? Hallelujah. You can't think praises. I mean, you can think of phrases and you can think about how good God is, but you just, it just doesn't work. You just, you're just never going to flow until it becomes vocal, is it? So there's a pl- flow of praise wanting to come from your heart. Hallelujah. Turn to Psalm 45, verse 1. There is a flow of praise wanting to come from your heart. Man, I tell you, just preaching on it, I can feel it wanting to come. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. It's your heart. My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made, touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Now let me give you the incorrect interpretation of this verse. Because is indicting a good matter. That kind of is a kind of a foreign way to say something. But if you look, my ha- mine has a, a notation, a number by, high, by that. It says number four. And if I go over into my margin and see what my heart is indicting a good matter says, it says, uh, it says, let me see. It says, bubbleth, bubbleth, bubbleth up. With no glasses, that little bitty print is hard. Bubbleth up. Hallelujah. It means bubbles up. That's what I've been telling you. It bubbles up. My heart, it bubbles up. It bubbles up, my heart bubbles up, and then it flows off of your tongue like the pen of a ready writer. You know, have you ever heard anybody say, the, I was writing a letter and the words just began to flow? Maybe it's never happened to you, I'm not much of a ready writer. Or some people have said that about writing books. I was just writing that book and the words just began to flow on my page. That's what he's talking about, having the pen of a ready writer and your tongue, just your heart bubbling up and your tongue begin to ha- be like the pen of a ready writer. It's coming out faster than you can think it. You can't think it that fast. The praises are coming forth. Amen? Now, uh, when you praise audibly, uh, you enter into the spirit realm. It doesn't take but a few praises. All of a sudden, you've entered into something. And if you will progress, you will begin to flow in, in the spirit. You're, you've entered into the spirit. Hallelujah. And Kevin, you know, the, the musicians are trying to get us there every service. We start out and we start out by faith. Sometimes it seems a little stiff, especially on Sunday morning. Because some, because see, we, we shouldn't be, but we're, we, we're led by what we see and what we feel sometimes. And boy, we'll be up here and we're like, okay, where is everybody? Okay. That shouldn't affect anything. He's here where two or more are gathered. If there's two of us here, it ought to be okay. Amen. And he's building the church. We're not. Hallelujah. 
And you know, for a lot of years, I took a lot of responsibility for a lot of things. And so I wasn't real joyful in what I was doing because I was always, well, what could I have done more? Should I have prayed more? Should I have what should I have done? Should I, you know, you know, what should we do different? Maybe if we had donuts and coffee on Sunday morning, you know, and instead of praising God and just enjoying life, I'm trying to solve God building the church. Amen. Hallelujah. And then we, we get caught up in, well, you know, I hope they're not noticing that runner in my hose. You know, the musicians pop a, a runner right before... Did you ever pop a runner right before a church started or, or somebody, or pastor, he did me this way last week. You got something on you. It's like, thanks. Now that I can't do anything about it. You know, and so you think about, I hope nobody notices this, whatever's on me, you know. And, it, you know, and so we got our mind on ourselves. We've got, we're, we're not in the spirit. Hallelujah. But we need to, you know, we need to grow up. We need to mature. We're more mature than that. Do y'all care if I have anything on me? I'll tell you, I'm clean most of the time. If y'all notice I'm not clean, well, you know, I blame it on the cleaners. They didn't get it out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But anyway, just, you know, let's just forgive each other for having a spot on our tie. You know what I'm saying? Let's just forget. Let's get. Let's get. Let's get in the spirit. No, when we praise audibly, we find that flow. We get in the flow. We find the Holy Ghost, the move of the Holy Ghost. We find the release of the river. We begin to be in a river. And I want to give you some things about the river. The river is the flow of the spirit. I don't have much time, but I'll give you a few, and then we'll see when we get the rest of them. In the river, there's 14 things I wrote down. In the river of God, as you get in the river, as you praise God, and there begins to be a flow, you can feel the flow. You may not have known what to call it, but a lot of times the Word refers to it as a river. Amen? And the first thing that's in the river is revival. There's revival in the river. You're going to get, you're going to get refreshed. Revival is another word for refreshing. When you get in the flow and you begin to praise God, I don't care what the problems you have are, what the situation is. I don't care how bad the finances are. You're going to get refreshed. Folks, there's nothing you can do about it anyway. Have you figured it out? If there was anything you could do about it, you had already done it. You are, you are, you are at God's mercy. You better turn on to Him and you'll not worry and get any of it done. You won't add a dollar to your pocketbook. You won't add a cubit to your height. You won't change anything by worrying and thinking about it and what could I do. Hallelujah. Y'all know that. Y'all, how many of you have already been with me and already proved that? I've proved you can't do it. If, if I could, I would have done it already if, if I could do it by worry. So, you know, there's refreshing. As I get into the flow, I get refreshed. I begin to be strengthened. I begin to have, uh, you know, uh, just a release from the problem. Amen. Release from the care. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I'm when I'm praising, literally, I'm turning my situation over to somebody that is capable of handling. Is He can do something about it. He said, I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Well, I got news for you. There's a lot of stuff too hard for you, but there's nothing, nothing too hard for him. Amen. And the second thing that's in the river is revelation. Now you get in an atmosphere of the river and the revelation will start flowing. Answers to your situation. Next steps. What am I supposed to do next? In the river you get revelation. This has happened to me many times. It happened to pastor this weekend. You know, sometimes it's not even so much that you just get so lost in praise and all that. Sometimes you just can walk in a room wherever where the river's already flowing. You know, we were... Uh, and, and you can just get there and the, the atmosphere of the anointing revelation will start coming. 
I know when we were, we, we knew we were moving. We didn't know where. I mean, we had thought maybe Birmingham, but we didn't know. We had no confirmation on that. We just didn't know. That was the only word we had was Birmingham. We only thought we'd had. And uh, we went to a Holy Ghost meeting at Mark Brzee's up in Tulsa on a Friday night. And the anointing, the river's flowing. The river of God is flowing. And in that river, without asking God, I mean, of course, we're going up there and we're going to listen. We already knew. We're going to listen, see what God says. You know, thought maybe, well, you know, somebody could call you out or something. You never know what could happen. And so we're, but we're in the river and God just begins to line it out, the itinerary. I mean, he just... We're just in the anointing. I can't tell you what Mark Brzee said that night. But I can tell you that the Holy Ghost began to give revelation on what we were facing. And he just began, he said, go move to Birmingham, uh, go into the traveling ministry, travel out of Scott Webb's church. It was just like that. It just started dropping in. When you leave this meeting on Wednesday, go to your stop at your mother's house and tell her. On Thursday, tell the bo uh, board. On Friday, tell the staff. On Sunday, tell the church. Don't tell your grandmother. Don't tell your daddy. I mean, <laughs> until you've told the church. Because my grandmother was telegram, telegraph, telegranny, you know. <laughs> and I, that is really the truth. In fact, the Sunday we got up and resigned to our church, Granny, the first time she heard it, well, the people that lived behind us who were so close to us, because they had come out of the Methodist church and, and they didn't, they just attached themselves to us as pastors and we lived right behind them and they were like, and they were so close. Well, they had gotten called to go to where their son went to college. Something, somebody had had a wreck or something, not their son, but anyway, one of his friends. And so in the middle of the night, they got called out. And so we resigned that morning. They didn't know. We were going to watch the Super Bowl game that afternoon with them because we didn't have church that night because Super Bowl. You can't have church at Super Bowl in Texas at the same time. And uh, so we were going to watch the Super Bowl with them and make chili. And we got into their house. And, you know, they were, we couldn't get a word in edgewise because they were telling us all about getting called out in the middle of the night and all that was going on. And, you know, and the phone rang and Lance this and all. And they were just, and we were like, we got to tell you this, we got to tell you this. While she's talking, guess who called? Tell a granny. And tell a granny told Brenda. And I could just see her face. She was just like, oh, God. It was, I wanted to send granny to be with Jesus right then. <laughs> but I didn't. Hallelujah. But it was just God confirmed. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. God knows the plan. He's got the revelation. He wants to get it to you. There's revelation in the river. Now, every time you get in the river, you may not get a move to Birmingham, that big a revelation. But what you need is in the river. What you need is in the flow. It's in the river of God. It's important that we get there. I'm going to close with this one. We'll talk about the rest of them. There's promotion in the river. The third thing in the river is promotion. I believe we're going to be promoted into the fullness of 2004, into the more of 2004, as we get in the river of praise. You know, family, we prayed seven years. We're kind of like the walls of Jericho. We've marched around these things seven years in prayer. Now let's just praise Him. Yes. And there's a principle that as we sow toward heaven, God sows toward earth. If we'll sow to the heavens, God will sow to the earth in, in the form of a harvest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These are keys. This is a key for your life. 
This is a key for what you've, um, what you've expected and what I've believed and expected in prayer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you know, you, you say, well, I, what if I praise God and I don't get my paid for house I believe for? Well, I don't know, but you'll be further along and you'll have something God needs you to have. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you got to pick up one key before you, you know, sometimes we're trying to get through from A to Z without going through B, C, D, E, F, G, and you need to get the B key. And you're trying to say, no, I don't want the B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P key. Uh, whew, that was good, wasn't it? Hallelujah. But I just want that Z key. Just take me straight to that. Well, you're not always prepared for it. And so we go, you'll get the B key. If you're at point A, and as we praise God this summer, and as we enter into praise, and I tell you, I'm looking forward to it. Now, I don't know what God's going to do tonight, but maybe we'll talk about some more of these tonight, or maybe we'll, I don't know. We'll just let the Holy Spirit lead. But let's stand up together today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.